Hi there, I'm Janet Quinlan, and this is Finding Joy in Motherhood, the podcast for women who are looking for practical tools and words of encouragement to create an orderly, joyful, faith and virtue-driven home. I'll share tips to create mindset shifts that change the way you discipline your children, love your husband, and enjoy your day. This podcast is about coaching women to be the best woman God is calling her to be. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, and welcome to episode number 148, The Power of Self-Image. So, I have a coaching membership for moms, for Catholic women, called Reimagine Motherhood. And in the coaching membership, I have four pillars that we talk about. Marriage, parenting, home management, and self-care. And under self-care, I talk about mindset, faith life, and true, authentic self-care. So we have those four pillars. And each month, I take a topic from one of those four pillars, and we really dive deep into the topic. So for those of you who listen to the podcast and you get a lot out of the podcast, I am so glad that you do. Please keep listening. But I want to encourage you to come join us in our membership. Because the podcast tells you the what But in our membership, we learn how to master the what, how to really implement the what. So my coaching membership is a monthly based membership. You can join for a month. And if you decide you're not getting anything out of it, you can always cancel. But I don't get a lot of cancellations because people see that I'm someone they can come to and listen to, not just to teach and to learn, but also to learn the mindset, to learn how to implement those teaching tools. So if you're not on the wait list, go to janetquinlan.com forward slash wait list, all one word. Sign up for the wait list because enrollment for the monthly membership will open up again at the end of November. And also, if it's something that you'd like your husband to give you, because let me tell you, this is the greatest gift. It's better than bath bombs. It's better than jewelry. It's the gift of access to someone who can teach you the tools, the practical tools, but more importantly, help you with your mindset on how to apply the practical tools so that they don't just kind of go in one ear and out the other and say, that was nice. But in the membership where I coach you and answer your questions, I help you really make them a part of your life, those practical tools. Okay, so last month in October, we spoke about self-image. I talked about how important self-image is to us personally, but also I had a workshop on how important it is in our marriage and how to help our children develop positive self-image. So I'm not going to talk about all of that right now in this short episode, but I do want to touch on self-image Self-image is what you think about yourself and what you tell yourself about what and who you are. It can be affected by what you think other people think of you. Like, do they think I'm fat? Do they think I look good in this? Do they think I'm smart? Why don't those people want to be friends with me? Does it mean I'm not friendly and available? We have a firm picture of who we are. Even when the questions come into our minds, we know how to answer the questions. 
and we know who we are, which is different than self-esteem. Self-esteem is the ability to like, admire, and value ourselves. In other words, how we feel about ourselves. And if we have low self-esteem, then what others may say or what we think they may think can really hurt us. And we let it affect us. And the more we let it affect us, the more our self-image sort of starts to erode. They often go hand in hand. When you have low self-esteem, you have a poor self-image. And of course, when you have a poor self-image, you have low self-esteem. And the problem with that is that we don't want other people's opinions and thoughts to decide who we are. We want to decide who we are. So, who are you? What is your main thought about yourself? How do you see yourself on the outside? How do you see yourself on the inside? Do you see yourself as competent, pretty, smart, fun? Or do you see yourself as disorganized and overwhelmed? Do you see yourself as capable or incapable? Our subconscious mind works to create a reality in alignment with our inner thoughts. So if you see yourself as not very smart, you will believe you're not very smart. And in the coaching world, we check our self-image by doing the model, okay? So we look at the circumstance is just you, okay? That's your circumstance, you. Your thought about you. And there are a bajillion thoughts you could have about you. So if your thought is, I'm overwhelmed, how does that make you feel? Stressed. When you feel stressed, what actions do you take? Well, I don't really take any actions because I'm too stressed out. And so I usually scroll through social media, or I eat, or I watch TV, or I just avoid all the things. And so our result is that we prove to ourselves that we're overwhelmed. Because remember, our thoughts and our feelings will always create our actions. So if you're a young mom and our circumstance is you, okay, we can't add anything into you. It's just you as a person. That's your circumstance. If your thought instead of overwhelmed is, I'm learning how to be a good mom. Now, what is the feeling that's generated from that thought? I'm learning how to be a good mom. It's so much more positive, isn't it? Maybe it's uh, committed or decisive or compassionate. And when we come from those feelings, our actions will be that we try things and they might not work. And we say to ourselves, instead of I'm a failure, we say, oh, okay, that didn't work. And let me try something else. Because what? I'm learning. I'm learning how to be a good mom. So can you see how our minds change our self-image? Our stories or our beliefs about ourself have the power to change our self-image. So look at your life. Your life is a reflection of your self-image. The story which became the belief that maybe you're not smart or the story which became the belief that you're not a patient person is just a story. 
You could find evidence for it because you'll always find evidence for things you think. You always will. But how do you want to change your story about yourself so that you have a good, strong, positive self-image? It comes down to your thoughts about what you think about yourself, about what you tell yourself about who and what you are. As your role as a wife or a mother, do you think, I'm learning, or I'm a strong, confident leader for my children? Or instead, do you think, I can't get my children to listen to me? You see the difference? You can even feel the difference, right? When I think I'm a strong, confident leader for my children, do my children always listen to me? No, they're not going to always listen to you because children are humans who make mistakes. In fact, I just had grandchildren for a few days, lovely grandchildren while their mommy had another baby, and I am a strong, confident leader for my children and my grandchildren. Did they always listen to me? No. And so instead of giving into, oh, I can't get them to listen to me and feeling overwhelmed and stressed, and then I, nothing ever changes and they don't listen to me, I took my thought, I'm a strong, confident leader, and I was consistent in reminding them to listen to me. They were just in a different environment. They had to learn who the boss was now. <laughs> and once they realized I was the boss, wow, they listened to me. What if you're someone who says, I am capable of figuring out a home management system that works? I am capable. The feeling is, well, confident, capable, determined, and your actions will be that you will try things until you find a home management system that works. But if you're thinking, I'm overwhelmed and I can't stay on track, I'm a mess, I guarantee you, you will never find the actions to change that. What if in your self-image, you think, I'm not good enough, I'm not pretty enough, I'm not fun enough for my husband? And those may be stories that have been generated by our parents and affirmed by quote-unquote friends in our life or um, just beliefs that we came to believe with no real proof. But we thought them so often that we came to believe them. In fact, I used to think, I think I've told this before, and I love to tell it again because it makes my husband laugh. My husband is, um, he's a lawyer from Notre Dame, undergrad law school. Then he got his master's in tax law. He's really, really bright. He's a phenomenal litigator. He's so smart. He can think of the arguments and whatever. And so when I met him, I'm like, oh my gosh, this guy is so smart. I'm an education major. Now, education majors are smart, but I actually didn't really apply myself. So I never really knew how smart I was. And then I found out our SAT scores. <laughs> and I found out that my SAT score was 50 points higher than my husband's. Now, part of me laughs and says it must have been a fluke, but also that I was in the same league with him on SAT scores. Brilliant. Makes me feel so happy. So what is the belief that you think about yourself or beliefs that you think about yourself? Instead of I'm not enough, I'm not smart enough, I'm not pretty enough. How about I am exactly the woman my husband needs. That makes me feel confident with him and I show up in a different way. So what self-image do you have? I'd like you to do a thought download on this. I'd like you to come up with 
all the thoughts that come to your mind when you think about who am I. Once you do that, then I want you to have another thought download on who do I want to be. You can be who you want to be. Now, I'm not saying that as um, a 60-year-old, 5'6 woman, I can join the NBA and be amazing. Obviously, that's not true. Okay, so so let's not pull up all those false arguments of, well, you really can't be who you want to be. Let's be realistic. All right, when I was going from high school to college, in high school, I was pretty much a wallflower. I was shy. I was awkward. I was probably like most of you, if you admit it. I wasn't in the cool crowd. And I was slightly overweight. And when I went to college, I did not want to be that girl anymore. I wanted to be a girl that boys wanted to date because I wanted to date. I wanted to be a girl who had a lot of friends. I wanted to be out of my shell. Let's put it that way. And so from graduation of high school until I went to college, I ran two miles every day. I watched what I ate. I had in my mind, I wanted to lose 10 pounds and I wanted to be that outgoing girl. So when I got to college, I started showing up as the girl who was fun and I was talkative to other people and I asked them about themselves and I was engaging. And I had so many dates in my first couple of months because I just put myself out there. I was friendly. I was engaging. And I had the time of my life because I made a decision that I didn't like who I thought about myself. And so I wanted to change that. And I did. So imagine yourself 20 years from now. Who do you want to be? What's your future self look like? What does she love about you? How does she dress? What does she eat? How does she spend her time? What does she think and what does she feel? You get to decide who you are and what you believe about yourself. I'm going to repeat that. You, you get to decide who you are and what you believe about yourself. Your self-image is created by you, not by other people, not by whether or not people compliment you or think highly of you or think that they want to be your friend. You create your self-image. So if you have a poor self-image with all love. I tell you, that's your doing. So now that you know, let's change it if you want to, because self-image is the core of how we relate to everyone, how we relate to God, how we relate to our husband, how we show up and relate to our children and friends around us. Good self-image requires Self-discipline in your thoughts, in your actions, and in your feelings, in the way you show up. Don't give the power of how you feel away to others or strangers. Know yourself, accept yourself, know what your gifts and your talents and your faults and weaknesses are. You're not perfect, except you are perfect in God's design. He didn't mess up. But he is calling you to notice those things that aren't perfect and strive to perfect them because it will make you feel better about yourself. It will make you think 
more highly of yourself in a good, humble way. And then you will be able to approach the world with the full knowledge that you are a daughter of God. We need to refuse to allow what others think about us change the way we think about ourselves. Don't give in to the cultural ideas of who we should be. We should all have mom guilt. We should all be a mess inside and out because that's just what motherhood is. No, I say no. Who do you want to be? You can be that. Does it happen overnight? Of course it doesn't. Nothing does. You have that baby. You don't lose that baby weight overnight. It took you nine months to gain and it's probably going to take you nine months to lose it or get your shape back. If you have been thinking something about yourself for 25, 30, 35, 40 years, I have my beautiful older moms. I love you. I know you don't have young children, but you may still have a problem with your self-image because you've been thinking thoughts for 50 and 60 years. Thinking the same thoughts for all those years is going to be a hard shift to stop thinking that, but you can do it. And you should if you're not happy. Why? Because everything in your life reflects your self-image. Your home reflects your self-image. The way you dress and present yourself to the world. Your interaction with family and friends. And trust me, if you're not nurturing your self-image. It's not about so other people will approve of you or like you. It is so that you are comfortable with who you are so that you can show up to be who you are called to be. Now, like I said, I just had five grandchildren for about two days. A couple of months ago, I had a daughter who also had a baby and I had, how many children does she have? (laughs) four children for a few days. And I realized that how I showed up affected how they show up. If I was stressed, if I was overwhelmed, if I was filled with negative thoughts, I could not possibly show up to be the Grandma Jan that they all have come to love. (laughs) We would not have had a good time. I showed up As Grandma Jan, who says what she means and means what she says, and then we go have a hug, and then we have a good time. And when the grandchildren left yesterday, I overheard one of them, I don't even know who it was, said, that was the best day and a half of my life. (laughs) And I was just like, oh my gosh, that's what you want from your children. But you can't give what you don't have. So the power of self-image is really everything. Again, do a thought download on who you are and then a thought download on who you want to be and see where the discrepancies are and then decide, do I want to work to change to become that? And if the answer is yes, you need to come join our membership so that I can help you through that. Okay, don't forget, join the waitlist at janetquinlan.com forward slash waitlist For our coaching membership for moms, Reimagine Motherhood, I will be opening up enrollment at the end of November. Thanks for joining me today, and I look forward to seeing you all in the membership. Take care. Do you have a life coach who helps you be the woman you want to be, the woman God has called you to be? 
Who helps you sort through your marriage or parenting difficulties and helps you create the mindset you need to embrace your vocation with joy and gratitude? If you're looking for a coach, I would be so honored to help you. Email me at Janet at FindingJoyInMotherhood.com.